on 102.4 FM, across Rotherham, online, on your mobile, and on your smart speaker. This is Red Road FM. Earlier this week, we caught up with snooker player Ashley Carty to discuss the upcoming snooker shootout that starts this Thursday. Ash, thank you for joining us. Delighted to have you on the show. Obviously, the snooker shootout coming up this week, a, a big tournament in the in the snooker calendar, albeit a different one this year. Uh, just firstly, just uh, can tell everyone what the snooker shootout is and how it's different to uh, every other tournament. Yeah, so the the um, the shootout is it's a more fun event. Um, there's a there's a shot clock of 15 seconds for the first five minutes, and then 10 seconds of shot for the last five minutes. So the the overall frame is only 10 minutes, 10 minutes a frame. Whoever's got the most points at the end of the end of that 10 minutes wins. Um, it's really attacking and really fun. Obviously, normally we have the crowd and the crowd are allowed to um, cheer and, and sing, which is very unusual for snooker. So it's a great great uh, tournament to be in. And uh, unfortunately, this year the the fans won't be there to make it extra special. But I'm sure it's it's still going to be fun. Yeah, obviously, if, if you've seen the snooker show on the telly, you'll see the crowd, like you say, making noise and so on. And players are a little bit more, show a bit more emotion, don't they, and so on, than when they've been framed and, and they make shots, a lot of running around the table as well, trying to make, obviously, quick shots. Um, just firstly, you know, without it being a crowd, the first time it's been without a crowd, how different do you think the tournament will be without that crowd and that atmosphere in the arena? Yeah, it, it will be um, very strange. You know, last year I had, a, I had a really good experience. I got really involved with the crowd after I won my game with one second to left and the crowd are going wild. It's probably one of my best um, best moments of being a snooker player, watching, looking up into the crowd and people going absolutely mental and seeing my friends cheering, throwing beer everywhere. It was, it was a special moment and uh, one I'll never forget. And, you know, it, it was like a football match. And so to, to, for that in snooker, it's very, very rare and makes it very special. Yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a special tournament, isn't it? And it's one that a lot of people look forward to, don't they? Like I say, with great crowds there, uh, great crowds there normally, so they'll be obviously be missed this year. And it'll be a, an interesting thing to see how Will Snooker and the TV kind of put across that, um, put across that atmosphere again, isn't it? I think the person that's on the uh, on the crowd noise button on the telly, uh, they'll be uh, obviously in, in overdrive, won't they? Um, obviously, we're saying it's a different, obviously. Uh, tournament to most tournaments, obviously snooker can be quite methodical and tactical, can't it? Where you have to obviously take your time on shots and your average shot clock and your shot timer might be around 25 seconds, anything between 20 and 30 seconds, isn't it? Mm. Obviously you, you'll take your time and make sure that you don't make mistakes and so on. Obviously with a, with a, like I said, 10 and 15 second shot clock uh, that you might have on during the games, just how different and how much do you have to change your style when playing in these types of tournaments? Yeah, it's completely different, you know, especially when the crowd is there last few years, it, you're just a bag of nerves as well because obviously people are shouting and singing. It's out of your comfort zone and uh, it's like being the, the darts, it's just crazy. Um, but in terms of playing, it's, you know, it's just nerve wracking. Um, you've got to think um, really, really fast. You've, you've just got to, basically the first shot you see, you've got to get down and and play it which is not normally the case and obviously um the white or the white ball's got to hit a cushion every every shot unless the red ball's been potted so it that means you can't can't play a little tactical safety shots so basically it's just more attacking uh that's why i think people who don't even watch snooker they, they enjoy watching the shootout because it's so attacking and you know you, you do get more emotion from players that let their hair down a little bit and have a bit of a laugh and it's not it's not as serious as, as it normally is. 
they say it's like a T20 format of snooker. Like obviously, Test match cricket's more methodical and and obviously more tactical and and, and over a longer period of time. Whereas this format's like a T20, isn't it? it's fast paced and lots of action, lots of shots, different types of shots as well. Yeah, like you say, like T20, you have a lot of sixes and a lot of fours, a lot of big slogging and a lot of mistakes. So it's quite similar. So, you know, once everyone knows if you're under pressure, no matter how good you are, you, you're always going to make a mistake. So, yeah, it's it's really fun to be really stressful. I'm sure I'll be pulling me out um certain shots, but hopefully I can can get on a good run and have a good week. So when I spoke to you before about the about the, what what separates the top players from everybody else is the fact that how they play their safety so good and their cue ball control so good as well. They've got the cue ball on a string, they can put it where they want and so on. How much does this format then impact that? Obviously not having as much of a tactical element to it. Does it maybe level the playing field a little bit, do you think? Yeah, the, the top players, you know, they, they're so consistent. Um, they very rarely make a mistake. So this format it, uh, makes it wide open because anyone can make a mistake. You know, Ronnie O'Sullivan was in it last year. I think he only won one or two matches and then got beat to a low-ranked player. So it just just goes to show, you know, um, when, you, when you are being rushed, anyone can make a mistake no matter how good you are. So it definitely makes it an open playing field and that's what makes it so exciting and in terms of your game how does it suit your game do you, are you a player that likes to play a, a quicker pace less thinking less th- less time to think or do you prefer it when you've got a bit more time and obviously to to work on your game and yeah, so I think my average shots on like I said it's normally about 25 I'm trying to get it um, a bit quicker but I think in the shootout it when I when I do start thinking more reactive and more quicker I, th- I do play a little bit better when you start thinking about shots too much and taking too much time it just builds the pressure and, and then you make far too many mistakes when I feel like I'm at my best when I when I'm forced to play a little bit quicker uh, maybe 10 seconds is too quick but um you know we'll see hopefully I can I've got a good clear mind on the day and I can I can think quite quite quick and you know um, play my shots to the to the shot clock and um, don't make too many mistakes. Like you say, isn't it? you see plenty of tournaments where you'll see players losing maybe three, four nil in a, in a best of in a first of five, sorry, and then they start to get a couple of frames on the ball because the pressure comes off, doesn't it? And they start to think less and start to make shots they wouldn't necessarily go for before. And I suppose it's the type of tournament anyway. If it's one frame, isn't it? And if you don't win that frame, it's ten minutes, isn't it? Whoever's leading, yeah. then they've got to obviously. If you get an half a chance, you've got to go for half chance, haven't you? And, and like I say, if you're not maybe worrying about it as much, then it might fly in the middle of the pocket and you're going to make a break and. I think we've seen with yourself where you played in it, didn't you? Obviously, the other year when you when you beat Mark Williams, you, you made a, a fairly good break yourself, but then Mark Williams came on and made a, a decent break and all of a sudden got back in it, didn't he? Yeah. And was running around the table. So it's never over, is it, until it's mathematically over? Yeah, like you say, you know, if you do get off to a good start, get 20, 30 points in front, your opponent's got to go ultra-attacking, where probably no one they'd play a safe shot. And then, you know, anything can happen there once people start just throwing their arm at, at, at anything and... Like you say, Mark Williams last year, he made a 40 break in about a minute. <laughs> it was unbelievable to defend. He probably had enough time to beat me if it if it had just looked at the clock. He had about 10 seconds to spot the last ball. And thankfully for me, he missed it. But yeah, it just goes to show, you know, anything can happen in this format. And like I say, you've played in the tournament before quite, quite a few times now. And do you think that experience that you've had in the tournament will benefit you when you go down this week? Yeah, I think this is my fourth time uh, in the tournament. So 
the first two years I lost the first game, but very, very close games. Uh, probably should have won at least one of them. And then last season, you know, I, it, roller coaster ride. I won the first game with a second spare put in the green. Uh, that was mental. The, the crowd was wild. And like I say, one of the best moments of my career so far. I'll never forget that. And then the Mark Williams game, I was leading comfortably. Uh, I think I was 40 odd points in, ahead. And then Mark Williams is running around the table like a lunatic, just potting everything, not even looking at the ball he's going for and somehow they're going in. Uh, thankfully, he missed the last ball to beat me. And then in the third round, uh, I played Mike Dunn. He um, he got off to a good start, like I say, 30-40 in front and then puts me under huge pressure. And unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to, to claw back or, and get the win. And then obviously the tournament starts Thursday, doesn't it? You'll be travelling down to Milton Keynes, which is a bit of a second home, isn't it, at the minute? Yeah. Uh, with obviously all the snooker, the, the, the home and the hub of the snooker at the minute at Milton Keynes and living out of the Hilton there. Uh, I suppose it's worst hotels to live out of, isn't yeah. it? Um, but obviously heading down there this week, starts on Thursday and you'll be playing in the first session with you on Thursday at some point? Yes, yeah, so I've got to go down Wednesday. I have my um, coronavirus test on Thursday morning and then... Um, I'm, it starts at one o'clock. I'm one of the later games, so I'll probably be on about four or five pm. Um, yeah, hopefully. And then if I get the win, it's it's all on Saturday and Sunday. Then it's on Eurosport, is it? I think it's on Eurosport. Yeah. 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 I know sometimes it's on ITV Four as well, but I'm not sure if it's on that or not. This year. I've not sure. seen. It. I've seen it on Eurosport, I believe, as well. So yeah, that's snooker shootout starting on Thursday. Lots of snooker action there. And in terms of yourself, Ash, obviously about well more than halfway through the season now, with obviously a, a COVID impacted season with tournaments in China and, and Gibraltar to come, what well, would normally be to come, have been cancelled. Obviously, because we can't get over there. Um, obviously, now you're going to run a tournaments now to finish the season. Uh, would you say probably about two thirds of the way through the season now? Uh, how would you say your your performance has been so far? Yeah, I've, I've had a, a good season up to now. Uh, following on from the Crucible, it gave me huge confidence. Um, I've still not managed to do as well as I, I want to do, but you know, as long I've kept winning the first round games and I've won a couple of second round games, so that's put me in good stead on the rankings. Um, yeah, I've had a good season. I've felt confident. Um, had some good wins. I've beat uh, Ali Carter, Jack Lazowski, uh, a couple of us as well. And yeah, it's really good at the minute. Hopefully, I can carry it on the last few. I think there's about three or four tournaments left now. So hopefully, I can have a good run again. Uh, if I get to the Crucible again, that would be a, another dream come true. Um, hopefully. Hopefully there'll be a crowd in there, or a crowd for more than just the one session as well, obviously. Lucky to get the, obviously, the one session uh, with the first uh, session that you played last time with a crowd in there. Hopefully there'll be a, a more of a capacity crowd in there. Probably not likely at the minute without things are going, but we can always uh, live in hope, can't we? Uh, and like you say, there's a few tournaments, three or four tournaments left. After the shootout, you've gone to the Welsh Open, is that right? Yeah. And then obviously you've got the, I don't know, where else have you got? Is it Gibraltar could be on. Gibraltar than the world with the world's qualification or being Sheffield again, obviously, yeah. won't it? Um, just like I say, going into those now, what's, what's your aspirations there? Is it just get, get like yourself into the tournaments and see how far you can get in them? Yeah, one, you know, one of my goals at the start of the season, I've, I've not managed to get a last 16 uh, so far in my career. So, one of my goals at the start of this season was to get into a last 16 or beyond. So, hopefully, I can manage to do that. Um, you know, it's just so hard. You get through a one or two rounds and you're always against the top player. So 
uh, on my day I can beat them, but unfortunately it's not been um, to happen this season so far. But as long as I keep getting through the first first round and the second round, it put me in good stead on the rankings. So hopefully I keep doing that and keep building. You know, we've had the, many, the conversation many times about how it's important to get through those first rounds to make sure you know the ranking points are in the bag there. And like you say, if you can get through the second, then after that, it's it's not a free hit, but it is in, in a sense of you've got the points that you wanted from that tournament. It's now then adding extras, isn't it, to that? Um, and then obviously the Welsh Open is, is it the Celtic Manor this year, isn't it? Which will be a, yeah, which a nice scenic tournament change. for you to have. Yeah, nice change. Uh, you know, every tournament's been in Milton Keynes this season. So finally, it feels like we're going on holiday in a way. But yeah, it'd be nice just to change the scenery and get Celtic Manor. It, it looks, a, looks a fantastic place um, on the pictures I've seen. So can't wait for that something different and uh, hopefully I can get have a good week and stay there a few more days than expected it'd be even better to get a golf course open there as well go and play the Ryder Cup yeah. course there from 2010 I'm sure that would be a great little break as well wouldn't it from uh, from the snooker also I think a few others like Mark Williams and so uh, would uh, quite like that as well yeah there's it? a lot of snooker players there like golf you know Matt Sell uh, Sean Murphy Mark Williams they're always talking about about golf so I don't think we'll be allowed on the on the course, but if if we were to be allowed, it, it would be a would be a nice nice experience. I suppose if not, there's a few nice walks there, and obviously down the golf course, get a bit of fresh air between games. Uh, and then obviously, apart from the snooker, when you're not playing snooker, you're watching your beloved Leeds United. Obviously, Leeds have had a, a great season this year. Back in the the first one back in the Premier League after 16 years out. Just your, just your thoughts on down Leeds so far, and and what they can maybe achieve now uh, from now to the end of the season. Yeah, they've done they've done exceptional. Um, you know, at the start of the season, a lot of Leeds fans were worried that Bielsa's style of play wouldn't cut it in the Premier League. You know, they'd, they'd get punished too often and, and they'd get beat quite quite often and get hammered a lot of games. But, you know, they've, they've done fantastic. Um, they're 12th in the league, I think six points off top four, four points off six. And then they're about is it 15 points above relegation now. So yeah, as long as... Uh, well, at the start of the season, I, I said as long as they stay up, that's a huge achievement. So to be 12th at this point is fantastic and hopefully they can carry on the momentum that they've got at the minute and hopefully um, if they finish in the top top 10, it would be a, a fantastic achievement. Yeah, they've done really well, haven't they? He's carrying on from, like you say, that, that good form in the Championship and like you say at the weekend against Leicester, a squad that had or a starting eleven pretty much where ninety percent of that team the championship players. I think after Rodrigo went off, they were all from the championship, weren't they last year? Yeah, eight, eight of them that started the game were within the first match day squad that Bielsa took charge of. So it just shows how far they've come and the fantastic job Bielsa's done of coaching them into great players because when he took over they were just average championship players really, even the likes of Calvin Phillips, he was just a standard championship player really. And now you look at him he's Obviously, got his England call up, and and he's just phenomenal in the in the league every every game. So it just shows what a great job Bielsa's done. How important is it now for Leeds to get Bielsa tied down? He's never stayed. This is the longest he's stayed at a club. He's never stayed for numerous amounts of years at club. He likes to move on and take new challenges. How important is it for Radrazani and and Victor Orta and so on at Leeds to to sell the Leeds dream to him and try and tie him down? Yeah, hopefully we get one more year out of him at least. You know, every if you speak to every Leeds fan, they probably want a ten-year contract out of him. But we all know that's not going to happen. Uh, he's got to leave at some point. But hopefully, you know, we we can. Uh, hopefully have a few more years and obviously get us back to where we belong and push him for the 
top six, top eight. Um, I believe that will happen if Bielsa stays. Yeah, hopefully a strong end to the season for Leeds on the pitch and uh, a strong end to the year for yourself on the table as well. Yeah, okay. uh, would be a nice thing, wouldn't it? But yeah, Ash, thank you for joining us. Good luck this week. Like we say, the snooker shootout starts on Thursday. You can catch that from one o'clock on We Believe You're a Sport. Ash, he'll be on around four o'clock-ish on the, as he takes on Lee Walker uh, on, Walker, uh, yeah. on Thursday. So good luck, Ash, and we uh, hope to be uh, speaking to you some other time about a great win in the snooker shootout. On 102.4 FM, across Rotherham, online, on your mobile, and on your smart speaker. This is Red Road FM.